Welcome to the Fierce Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Hayley Maxwell, brand clarity and messaging coach, copywriter, ferocious ice cream eater and leopard print lover. If you're ready to harness the incredible brand building power of words so you can become memorable, meaningful and the only real choice for your dream clients, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 13 of the Fierce Impact podcast. How are you doing? I hope all is well in your world and wherever you are, whatever you're doing at this moment, I so appreciate you hanging out with me. And if your kids are on school holidays for the Easter holidays, like they are down here in New Zealand, I totally feel you. Anyway, I hope that you had a fab Easter and today I'm continuing the theme of the past couple of episodes. So looking at how you can create a brand that stands out from the crowd. Because I don't know about you, but I feel like the message stand out from the crowd has kind of become a bit of a buzzword in the marketing industry. And to be honest, it drives me slightly wild because it's actually a really important message, but I see so many posts online about the need to stand out, but yet so few of these posts actually provide any real advice or examples for how small service-based business owners like you and I can actually go about standing out from the crowd. And if you were to Google something like, you know, how do I get my business to stand out from the crowd or brands that stand out, you'll get the typical big name product based brands like Nike, Apple and Coca-Cola being referenced in articles about standing out from the crowd. And while I absolutely believe that we can definitely learn lessons from those big brands, so we can take lots of things from their lessons and translate it to our own brands, as small business owners, we've also got some very big differences in terms of budgets and resources available to us. So that means we have to be prepared to get scrappy to look within and to think outside the box and to ask ourselves as part of our brand and messaging strategy, what am I going to actively do to make sure that I stand out from the crowd? So the online space, and I don't need to tell you this, the online space is a hella busy place these days. So I was looking at some stats earlier and There are over 200 million businesses on Instagram alone. I was gobsmacked actually when I read that stat and that stat's um, correct as of uh, February this year, February 2022. So that means there is a lot of noise. So my belief is we have to cultivate our standout factor from the inside out. We can't just leave standing out to chance. 
And there's this quote that I love um, from Pep Lager, and he is the founder of CXL. So it's a conversion optimization and marketing institute. And he says, what stands out gets picked. And I love this quote because it is very simple and it is very true. What stands out gets picked. If we don't stand out, because of the noise that exists today, we are not going to get picked. So we have to make it as easy as possible for people to remember us. So today I want to share some questions that I ask my clients when I am helping them to develop their messaging strategy and their copy. So these questions are all designed to help my clients explore what makes them different. And my belief is that when you're looking to differentiate your brand, you first have to start with internal reflection. Because when your point of difference and the message that you're sharing is rooted in who you truly are, it makes a massive difference in your ability to stand out. It will help your confidence and courage to grow, which in its own right, in turn, will help you to stand out. And so these questions that I'm going to share with you today, they're not so much about what services you offer, the difference of your services. These are more questions about you as an individual, the way that you work with your clients, for example, some of your beliefs and more. And there are five P's that I use to guide my questioning. And these P's are purpose, perspectives, personality, perception and prowess. And so if you're struggling at all to figure out how to differentiate yourself or what makes you different, this is a really great great place to start. Okay, so working through some of these questions or all of these questions that I'm going to cover today is a really great place to start some of that internal reflection and thinking that will help you to look at the way that you are different to other people in your industry. Okay, so let's jump in with the first P. The first P is purpose. You have to know what your purpose is. And I'm talking your purpose beyond covering your basic needs like paying your bills or keeping a roof over your head, etc. So I'm talking about your purpose beyond making a profit. I'm talking about why you do the work that you do. So why have you chosen to build a business around the work that you are doing? And so if I put it in a much more simple way, why do you give a shit about doing the work that you do? Why is it important to you, to the people that you work with, to society, to the world at large? So what about your work fulfills you and makes you feel like you are doing some good? Okay, so what is that purpose? 
And we have to be careful not to confuse our purpose with our mission. So your purpose, broadly speaking, is your why. Your mission is your how. And so my purpose is empowering women in business to show up with clarity, confidence and courage. And note there that I don't say anything about copywriting or messaging brand strategy because that part of it is the how. So a purpose of one of my clients is to inspire people to grow. And for another client, her purpose is creating generational change among women. And with both of those, you can see that they have not got into the how behind their purpose. That goes into their mission. So what is your core purpose? Spend some time working through your why because this actually becomes a powerful part of your brand differentiation story. The second P is for perspectives. What are your perspectives? So what do you stand for and against? And so if you were to ask me what I stand against, I would say things like, I stand against sameness. I stand against being vanilla and beige and boring. I stand against conforming to society's expectations of what professional should look like based on that old school definition of how people see being professional, being a professional. So I stand against those things. I stand against things like um, aggressive marketing and sales tactics, tactics that are, you know, unethical or manipulative. I stand against those things, okay? So I want you to ask yourself, what do you stand for and against? What are your beliefs about your industry, about your profession? Because I know that you have got some. Everyone has some kind of belief about their industry, about their profession. What are your beliefs about the work that you do and why it's important? What are the things that your clients do or say that light you up with joy or make you roll your eyes? And why is that the case? Okay, because when you get these feelings, like when your clients are talking to you and you just get this feeling inside that really lights you up because your client, you know that your client is completely on the same page with you. What are those things? And why does that light you up? Okay, so it's not actually what the client is saying. Dig deeper. What What is it about what the client is saying that lights you up? What is it about what the client is saying that makes you roll your eyes? Dig into that because you will find some perspectives in there. You will find some beliefs in there. And what are the things that you could talk about with a business bestie non-stop. So you meet a friend for coffee, a business friend for coffee, and you get going and you're just there and you could just talk the whole time with ease and flow and 
you're just like, yeah. You know, it feels either good or it feels like you're really trying to rally against something. What are some of those things? So with all of those questions, you're looking for the talking points and the perspectives relevant to what you do that can position you as a thought leader. And so when you look back at all the notes you've made on this point to these questions that I've just asked, what are those unique or bold perspectives that others in your industry aren't talking about? Or what alternative perspectives or rich narrative can you add to the current conversation that others are having? And, you know, what are the beliefs that you've got that you know will make people say, thank God someone is finally talking about this, okay? Because when you start sharing perspectives that you really believe in, you'll find that you actually start to attract people to you who resonate with that perspective. They will be drawn to you because they will resonate with it. So for example, I've attracted clients because of the thoughts and perspectives that I have added to other people's Instagram posts, okay? So I have seen someone post something on Instagram and, you know, maybe it's really resonated with me and I have gone in and I've commented on their post and I've added my own perspective to it as well. And I've not gone in doing that because I want to get a client from it. I've gone in doing that because what they have talked about has resonated with me. And as a result of that, other people who have been drawn in and who are reading the comments have actually ended up joining my email list or they've actually ended up becoming um, a student in a program or a client because they saw my comment and they resonated with my unique perspective on it. And so when you really when you're really clear on what your perspectives are and you start sharing these because you feel driven to share your thoughts and beliefs and perspectives it is going to help people to get a better understanding of who you are and what you stand for. Because remember, people are always looking to work with people who share similar values and perspectives. So we have to let people know what our perspectives are. If we keep our perspectives hidden, how are people going to know what is important to us? We need to stop watering down our perspectives and beliefs because we're scared of what people might say or think about us. And I find that one of the biggest barriers that people have about sharing their perspectives isn't necessarily what potential clients might think. Many of us are actually worried about what our industry peers or our family and friends might think or what complete bloody strangers on the internet might think. And look, I know for sure that I have absolutely struggled with that in the past. I've been worrying myself about what peers might think yeah or what friends might think or again you know what strangers that I don't even who I don't even know exist think and I have stopped that from letting me share my thoughts and my opinions and my perspectives 
And every now and then, absolutely, I still struggle with it. Like it doesn't ever completely go away. We are human. We just, when we feel really solid and we've done the work to really uncover our perspectives and we feel really good about those perspectives and passionate about sharing them, then actually the side of fear that comes with sharing ourselves more starts to melt away. So, you know, when you're noting down some of these perspectives and beliefs that you have, also take a note of what what sort of worries and concerns and fears come up for you. And ask yourself, is it just your brain trying to kind of keep you safe in your comfort zone? Or is there actually a true reason why you shouldn't share a specific belief? Okay, moving on. The next P is perception. So what is the perception you want people to have of you? And so when it comes to your brand, how do you want people to perceive you? People will form a perception. So that's the thoughts, feelings and attitudes that they have towards your brand based on every single interaction they have with you. So you can either intentionally curate your brand perception to the best of your ability, or you can leave it to chance. And I know which one I'd prefer. And so that's why it's really important to clarify how you want people to think and feel about your brand. Because that way you're able to create an experience that supports the perception you would like to create. And so this definitely takes time. It's not any kind of overnight fix. It's more of a long-term game game because it takes time to build the perception and reputation that you want to achieve in the minds of your audience. So understanding how you want to be perceived also affects your brand positioning strategy. And that's a whole episode in its own right. So keep your ears open for that one coming up in the future. But for now, I want you to ask yourself, how do you want to be perceived by your audience, your clients? Then think about the various touch points that people have with your brand. What are you doing to make sure that each touch point creates an experience that evokes the feeling or attitude that you want people to have about your brand. So if you want people to regard your brand as a fun brand, what are you going to do to infuse that fun, joy and delight into those different touch points? Will you use fun copy or playful memes? Will you send fun gifts? Will you ask fun questions? Are you going to add some of your own unique flavour into your social media strategy, into your website copy? So you can see how focusing on the perception that you want people to have of your brand can help you to stand out. So one, because so many people don't consider this as part of their differentiation strategy. And two, because it helps you to focus on building the, rela- the reputation of your brand. 
because once you have a really strong reputation, a really strong positive reputation, that is a massive point of difference and competitive advantage. The next P is personality. What is your personality? So one of our greatest points of difference as a personal brand or a solo small business owner is our brand personality. Because as the face of your brand, your personality inevitably becomes your brand personality. But we don't have to let our entire personality become our brand personality. We can still be conscious about what aspects of our own personality we want to emphasize, what elements we want to turn the heat up on. So standing out from the crowd doesn't mean putting on a personality. It doesn't mean trying to come across as extroverted if you're an introvert. It doesn't mean trying to be something that you're not, trying to put on a costume, okay? It simply means harnessing your unique personality strengths and leaning into those strengths unapologetically. So think about what your personality attributes are. Ask your closest friends and family to describe your personality. Ask your clients what part of your personality attracted them to you. Then list the key personality attributes. So get them down onto paper. Then I want you to answer the following fun questions as a way to shape up your brand personality. So how does your brand act? How does it talk? What kind of clothes does it wear? What kind of drink does it order when it walks into a bar? What kind of fragrance does it smother itself in? And what kind of attitude does it have? Is it sassy and loud or is it quiet and soft? So I know that those questions might seem a little bit kooky, but what I'm trying to do here is to create a full picture of your brand personality. And what we need to do when we're trying to stand out from the crowd is to come at questions from different angles, to not always be asking ourselves the same old kinds of questions like, what is your brand personality? Because, you know, that just gets boring. That isn't fun. When you start to inject a little bit of fun and lightness into some of the questions that you're asking yourself, it sparks ideas, it sparks ways of thinking that maybe you've not thought of before. And that means that you can go down other little rabbit holes when you're thinking about, you know, well, what kind of drink does my brand, dr brand drink? What does that mean about me? What does that say about me or my brand? So not so much you, but what does that say about my brand? What does that communicate? It just gets us thinking in a more imaginative way. And so it means that we can dig in deeper to it and really start to examine things from different angles, which might yet spark something that maybe we've not thought about before. And the final P, what is your prowess? So what are your personal and professional strengths? From a personal perspective, 
I want you to ask yourself, what life experiences have you been through that impact the way you think about and approach the work that you do and the relationships that you have with your clients? And how do those life experiences positively affect how you work? How do they give depth to your work? Another question you can ask yourself is, you know, what hobbies and interests do you have that you draw from unknowingly or knowingly in your business? So, for example, has a particular hobby or interest taught you something like greater patience or empathy for example and that when you start to think about it by asking yourself this question you know maybe you bring those traits into your business without actually realizing it so maybe you volunteer at an animal shelter or something like that and the process of volunteering and helping to care for those animals, maybe that has instilled a lot of empathy into you. And actually, as you're coaching people, you actually bring that empathy that has formed as part of your personality. Maybe you bring that empathy into your business. And maybe you've never sort of sat down and thought to yourself, Actually, the process of that interest or the process of that volunteering that I do, the work that I do there, actually, I've learned a lot about it, about myself from doing that. And I actually do bring a lot of this, these traits with me into my business. So think about it from that perspective as well. And if you were to ask those closest to you about your strengths, what would they say that your core personal strengths are? And if you don't know, ask them. And the same goes with professional strengths. Ask your best clients, your business coach, your business besties, what they see your professional business strengths as. You know, what do you think your business strengths are, your professional strengths are? What professional qualifications, skills and experience, so unique experience, experience do you have? How does the knowledge and the skills that you've gathered over the years, even if or when you worked in a different industry or maybe when you worked in student jobs, it could be a completely different profession that you worked in. How does the variety of knowledge and skills that you gained, that you gained over all your years working, influence the way that you work? So what is your unique mix of professional strengths that you have developed? And how do you approach business, client relationships or your work with clients because of this unique mix? So... Those were the five P's and I hope that those gave you a little bit of food for thought in terms of thinking about some of the things that you can begin to ask yourself to draw out actually what makes you different. So let me recap those five P's again very quickly. They were purpose, perspectives, perception, personality and prowess and as I say 
If you're finding it difficult to figure out what makes you different, use these questions as a starting point. They are all designed to get you thinking in depth about what makes you, you, so that you can then draw out some of your unique differences to begin applying that to your wider brand and your messaging strategy. Well, my friend, that's it for today's episode. If you have any feedback at all about this episode, please feel free to send me a DM via Instagram at Hayley Maxwell Writes or feel free to rate and leave me a review. Your feedback is really, really important to me because I want to make this show as interesting and as useful to you as possible. So I always welcome feedback, positive and constructive. Um, I welcome it with open arms. And if you want easy access to my episodes when they drop, please follow or subscribe to this podcast in your favourite podcast player. And until next time, go forth and be fearless.